Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. Uh, my name is Varro and I'm here with Flo and Rigo tonight. What's up guys? Um, What's up man? How are you? I'm alright, how are you guys? I'm okay. Still uh, emotionally unstable from the Game of Thrones finale. <laughs> Uh, if you, I've used Game of Thrones to forget about Chiba's bad season, so uh, it's been my crutch. Well, and now it's over. They better start winning because Game of Thrones yeah, isn't coming back for two years. So <laughs> I know, <Fucking> terrible. <laughs> uh, Flo, what Ten about seconds you? in, you staying dry. <laughs> I'm staying dry. Thirty seconds into the podcast, and you guys are already boring me with Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a Game of Thrones podcast now. House House Goat, all right. Uh, no, nah, seriously. Um, all right. So we're gonna talk about the Chivas game that happened on Saturday night today. We uh, another game and another draw. We still can't win a game. What, if anything, did you guys take out of that game? That we missed a lot of chances. It's just it's frustrating. It felt it felt I'll tell you what it felt, it felt the team the team played better. The team played better than they did uh in previous weeks. But we just couldn't couldn't make anything of our opportunities. Uh, and then Querétaro was definitely uh parking the bus hard. I don't know what you guys thought. Yeah, I, I thought that um, I thought the first half we played, we played really well. I thought there was like a, there was like a fluidity and like sense of purpose to our to our game, that we hadn't really seen, in other in previous games, like it it looked like the team actually knew what they were doing, and they were building they were building up play, as opposed to previous weeks where the ball would just get lost in the midfield, or we just couldn't retain possession. We had possession a lot in the first half and then I think in the second half we kind of fell off because um get up I think get up push they pushed up their lines and it just kind of we, we just didn't react to it as well as I thought we would have I don't know if that's um on Almeida or if the team just couldn't react to get up that pushing their lines up I don't know if you guys noticed that too I felt like we were a little bit imprecise for a lot of the game. Like, not imprecise, but our touch was off. Like, you'd get, like, I mean, everybody, I feel, like the, I feel like the whole team, like, their touch is off. And we just, we kept, you know, missing passes. Uh, this yeah. is in the first half. And in the second half, it just seemed like the counterattack of Querétaro was just, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say if it was, Stronger in the second half, it just seemed like we had a couple like lapses during the game where we were like off for a little bit. Cadetro took advantage of those counterattacks. I mean, not fully took advantage, but they were they were they were going on the attack. Um, and then, like always, Volpi has like an amazing game against us. Like it's just super frustrating because even even when there was like a couple minutes left in the game, we had a couple uh, shots on target that he, I don't know how he stopped them. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can't believe we forgot the one in the, that in the in the preview, because 
I always forget that Volpi always has the game of his life against Chivas. And when the when the like the first shot that we had and I I, I saw Volpi, I was like, oh, I was like, oh crap, I forgot about this guy. All the time, and it's just it was a, it was just a frustrating game because you know they need a, you know they need a W. You know that as time progresses in the match, it just becomes more and more frustrating to the team, uh, and I feel like the pressure is starting to mount. And that doesn't help. It, it, it also seemed like Almeida was kind of like he didn't know. He got to a point where he didn't know what to do anymore. Like, and he was. Fr- I think he was frustrated himself because like, like nothing was working. I think nothing that he was doing was working to get a goal in. Like if you notice towards the end, he takes off Saldivar, and I think he had Pizarro playing like that false nine role. Um. Uh, I, I, it, was, it was just frustrating on all levels. Um, I still attribute it to the formation, to be honest. That's what I attribute this this what this lack of, uh, of fluidity to the team and not una- being unable to score. I feel like him playing with two defensive midfielders is just pointless. This, this especially when teams are just like you know uh, parking the bus and, and sitting back. Well, he, he fixed one problem. He took Salcido out of the defensive midfield position and threw him back at yeah. cornerback, and he put in Michael Perez, who I thought had a good he had a good game. He did, and he wasn't bad. I just feel like Michael Perez doesn't really provide you. See, this is my, this is what I this is what I think is happening. You're playing with two defensive midfielders, and you're playing with uh, Orbelin in front of them. And I feel like there's like a a, a, a gap in between Saldivar and Salcido. I mean Saldivar and, and Pineda. And that's where I feel like there's like a like a lapse. That nobody's making up for that. And last season what he was doing was he was playing the midfield was kind of stacked where it was like Gallito a little bit ahead was Pineda and then a little bit ahead was Pizarro. Yeah. And that and that was working. Um and this season, he's going with two and two two center defensive midfielders, and that don't really I mean Gallito, Gallito pushes up. He pushes up a lot, um, but I just feel like they don't have the technical ability to take players one on one the way Pizarro does. Um, and when teams park the bus, like space is very tight. You need players that can take players on one on one, and I feel like that's that's where our midfield is lacking because of that. Um, I feel like if he went back to that normal four three three he was using last year, and he, I mean, I love Pizarro on the outside; he plays great there. But I just feel like if he brings, if he were to bring him in the middle with with Pineda again, I think I feel like that would help the team function better at least. Because it's not like the team isn't playing well; the team is playing well. If you look at how that, you look at the, you know, the, they're playing their style of play, and teams are letting them play. It's just we can't, we can't finish. Plays. Yeah, you're you're fading out. I need. I don't know what you're doing, but you're fading out. Oh, I was fading out. Yeah. No, I, I was saying. I was saying, the team isn't. It's not like the team is playing bad. They're just not, you know, finishing plays. And I feel like that's. If we were to have a more compact midfield with Pizarro and Pineda in that midfield, I feel like that would help the team a lot more than having Pizarro out wide, 
and having Pineda in the middle by himself, basically. Yeah, I think to touch on what you said about the team not playing well, they're they're playing well. Like this match, the possession was definitely we had seventy one percent possession. We had thirteen shots, four shots on goal, and each each one of those shots on goal should have been the goal. But I think each one both be made incredible saves. And Querétaro had eleven shots, five on target. And that was a, a counter to their counterattacking, like, their game plan. But if there was a game we were going to win, it should have been this one. And if yeah, you, we, can't, we just can't capitalize on the, on the, on the goal-scoring opportunities that we do have. That's, that's the problem. It's not that the team is playing horrible. Because besides the, besides the 4-0 the four, uh, four beating we got against Monterrey, no team has, like, outclassed us or outplayed us. No. We're just not capitalizing on the opportunities that we create. And that's the issue. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we're definitely creating opportunities. You know, what was it? Like, late in the second half, we had two great chances to score. But like you said, what if we just make incredible saves? The 78th minute, that was the, I think, the clearest chance. Where it was almost an open net and, and somehow we didn't score. That's the one that Pizarro shot, and it like right deflected right off his uh, left arm or something, like right at. Yeah, him. he just yeah he just like dove left and just happened to get a piece of the ball as he dove. Yeah, I mean I don't know how he, like he just he was incredible in the net. I mean he always is when he plays Cuba. Um, but yeah, I mean just back to you know the team is the team is playing well. It's just. You know, the chances aren't going in, and I—I uh, I don't know if Saldivar is—is is, you know ready to be playing again. I feel like him by himself up top is just—it's just not. It didn't function last season, and it's just not functioning this season. His touch is off right now. I think he's just yeah. not—he's not in the groove yet. Like you know, there was a few times in this game where he had—you know—if he would have had a good touch, he might have had a clear opportunity, but. He just took some terrible touches. No, yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, and that's why, like, I'm like, you know what? If he, if if Saliba's not working, put in Macias. I understand that he's young, but let him play. You know, he he's been scoring goals when he has opportunities. Um, who else? Trophies also had like some bad touches, some bad kicks, like crosses. Uh, I mean, and I love trophies. And I'm always going to defend him, but it, like, I don't know if he's not ready yet or he's still not feeling it. But he he had some bad crosses. Uh, for the most part, I thought a lot of it. I mean, the team was having issues with like their first touch. And I don't know if it was the grass, it was wet, uh, the field looked bad. Adi um, Adi's kept slipping. He slipped like three yeah, four Adi's times on the wing. Um, but. Also, like, they, but they also had opportunities that they could have scored. So you, you know, you can't you can't just blame everything on the field conditions or on their touch because the opportunities were there too. I felt like, I felt that uh, Orbelin played a little bit better than he had been playing in previous games. Yeah, he played, he, he he had a good game. He had a, yeah, he had a couple shots on target that they were about to go in. They were close. So I mean, that's a positive. Um, 
Yeah, he had that one that one deep that one run that started deep from the field, like three quarters, I think. Yeah, yeah. And if it wasn't for a last minute tackle from the Querétaro defender, he he would have probably been one on one with Volpi. And I think that just goes back to the argument, you know, what we were talking about that Pineda playing where he's playing is not like his ideal position because last season, like the runs that he was making, the good runs he was making, they were coming from deep in the field. I think when you start him up where you're starting him, he doesn't have that the time to like get catch that speed or make those deep runs that that he's really good at. That's where he that's where he prospers. Yeah, I mean, I it, it, I feel like he also needs somebody to work off of. And with Saldivar having a bad touch right now, I feel like that doesn't help. Um, if he had Pizarro there, you know, Pizarro probably been the one that's been most consistent this season as far as his touch, his possession. Um, I feel like that, I mean, that would help him a lot. It would, it would help Pineda a lot. Uh, but yeah, he did have that. He did have that deep run. He had a couple shots that went like just a slightly wide of the of the of the, of the post. Um, yeah, that shot from outside the box that just went a little left. That was the one that still stood out to me. Yeah, that one um, crept in. Almost, yes. Did uh did 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 Jay get injured? He didn't come off. I, he was like grabbing his hamstring, but they didn't. They didn't sub him off. They didn't so, take him off, right? No. So I'm assuming the subs that were, he'll be okay. The subs, the subs were, um, were Brizuela Ayito. for Brizuela for Saldivar. Uh huh. Um, who else came in? I know Pineda got subbed off, or Chofis got subbed off. Hold on. Pineda got subbed off for Fierro, I think. Yes. Or was it Gallito? Yeah, Pineda? Or Fierro? Yeah. I don't know. And then some young kid came in. Uh, I don't remember his name. Um, what was his name? Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, Brizuela came on for Saldivar. Fierro came on for Vasquez. Alright, so Pineda stayed oh. in the game. And then uh, Godinez came came on for Chofis late late in the game, like seventy seventh minute. Yeah, by that time, that's that's when that, to me that's when it felt like Almeida was frustrated. Like he just didn't know. He didn't. He, he I think he felt like he didn't have an answer. But even still, the team the team after this after those subs, they had chances. No, yeah. yeah, like I'm saying, we like we've created the chances. It's just well, this part, especially this particular game, it was just Volpi that was like a wall again, you know. Yeah, because I think even like it was like an 89th corner, 89th minute corner kick, right? Uh, yeah, header, and he just popped it right over the bar, barely. Yeah, that was like, a good header like, too. Cat-like cat reactions. That was just yeah, quick. I mean, the guy's good, and he always has great games against us, so can't take anything away from that. So what are you guys, uh... Are you guys in panic mode? Uh... 
not not yet. Do you know that the like the the like the tough part of the schedule is coming up? We got Pachuca next. Yeah, that's America. What, I was gonna bring that Vegas. up too. Yeah. Um, we haven't really played like an elite an elite team, I guess. If you were Monterrey, you then we lost. Rock. Well, we already played Monterrey. We lost. No, that's what I'm saying. Like that was oh. that's really been the only elite team that we played oh, yeah. thus far. We're, like um, looking at the top of the table, Monterrey is first. America, we haven't played. Tigres, we haven't played. Toluca, we we opened the season against them. Necaxa, we already played. Cruz Azul, we tied. Tijuana, we haven't played. And then you got Veracruz in eighth, who we haven't played. But just in the month of September, we got Pachuca. Pumas, who, I mean, they're not playing well, but they're, they're still a rival. Uh, America. Lobos Buap, who's been fairly consistent. I mean, not great, but not terrible either. Um, Tigres. Morelia. Then so, yeah, in, in the, in the yeah. month of September, must have we have Pachuca, America, and Tigres that are top teams right now. Well, I don't know about Pachuca. Are they? Pachuca's in 10th. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in 10th. In okay. yeah. uh, I don't think they're doing so well. I mean, they've won three. I mean, they, 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 know, they know what a victory is, unlike us. <laughs> uh, we're the only team that hasn't won a game in the whole, in the whole league. Um, so I mean, they, they, my PS needs to take this this uh, international break and, and definitely they need to get it together. Well, Pachuca, Pachuca's on a three game winning streak. Oh, that's that's lovely. Because remember, before that, they were they were also struggling. Remember, they couldn't score a goal to save their lives. Yeah, they were struggling early, and like even to end last season, they were struggling to score. And now they're they're on the three game win streak and they're in tenth on the table. So who's to say the same thing is not going to happen for Chivas? You know, might just things just click and they go on the three game three game run. That's and, that's what that's why I'm not like in panic mode to be honest. But then because of the because of the way Liga MX is. Yeah, but then if we look at the schedule, it's like can they pull it off against those the teams we have coming up? I feel like, yeah, you this, like. I don't feel like any of those teams really outmatch us, like except Tigres. To be honest, that Tigres is the only team that has a lot more talent than us, and they're and still, they have a chip and they're on still their pissed. Yeah, yeah, they have a chip on their shoulder, but they're not until the but end of even, September. But even still, they haven't been they haven't been you know running over teams the way Monterrey has, and they have a lot more talent than Monterrey. Uh, they've been struggling uh, uh, against teams, drawing at home. I mean, they drew against. Or did they end up beating Lobos Wap? Or they did beat Lobos Wap, I think. They beat them 2 1, they, I think, last minute. Uh, no, it was 3 2. Oh. But they won. Uh, right? But they won. Yeah. yeah. But still, they have a lot more talent than Lobos Wap on their, on their team, and they are barely beating them. Um, so, I mean, I. I I just feel like, you know, a couple good games, like, if we can go into September, there's five games in September. There's one, two, three, four, five. That's, tw- that's uh, 
15 points. Yep. We can come, if we can come out with 10 points, uh, that would be uh, three wins and a draw and a loss. Like that, that put that's that that puts us at uh, that puts us at fifteen points, and that puts us right back in this thing. In the running for I mean, that I'm, last, the last yeah league. for the for the last league spot. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like that's all. That's all you need is to you know make it. Liga MX is like the NFL. All you got to do is make it in. You can make it in. Anything can happen at that point. I mean, look at the Eagles was in last in last place last year, weren't they? Yep. And, and they made it to the finals. Um, the year before, America finished, I think, uh, in the bottom half of the table. I made it to the finals. I think they, fin- so they finished what, fifth. Because that, that's, uh, yeah. that's the, the, the year we finished fourth, and they, they ended they, up knocking they beat us. us yeah. yeah, they knocked us out. But they still haven't won the championship after knocking us out. So there's that. I mean, I just think I just think as long as we can uh, get a little groove going, then I think I don't, you know there's no there's no reason to panic. But we do we do need we need a victory ASAP, like yesterday. Yeah, yeah we give it one more game. Points. One more game, we don't get a win, and then maybe panic mode. Yeah, and the problem is like you can like, we can go into panic mode, but what? There really isn't anything we could do. Like, it's not like he. It's not like you you're gonna you know magically bring players out of nowhere, or buy players. Yeah. We just gotta we just gotta we kind of just have to like thug it out. Yeah, and we have we have, have the talent. Have. You just gotta put it together. Yeah, this team just needs to like click. They need to wake up, and I don't know. They they need to just click. The talent is there, I think. And but I mean, I feel, I feel like the, 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 the injuries tough, but the injury the injuries affected us a lot. I feel. I mean, it's it's not an excuse to be honest, but I think the injuries affected you know from everywhere. Uh, this week, when I wrote my article for the Cuetaro game, I talked about how it's, there's a there's a variety of reasons why Cuba isn't working the way they should right now. But I think the main reason is is injuries because injuries is affecting the formation. It's affecting who's playing. Then uh, the guys who are playing aren't back at 100. percent Like it's just it's creating like a domino effect for the team. Yeah. Well. Speaking about injuries, Chivas uh, released a uh, medical report today with updates on Alan Pulido and uh, Carlos Cisneros. That was quite the segue, by the way. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We're getting better at this, un- no? <laughs> un- un- uninten- That was unintentional. Exactly. Um. <laughs> but, yeah, the update, uh, Alan Pulido, I think uh, he started physical training, not, no contact. So he's... Uh, Starting to, you know, starting the road to recovery, and Carlos Cisneros has been cleared, cleared to play. So they said, you know, oh, he's, he's cleared to play. I think they said he he can, like the doctor said, whenever Chivas see fit, 
he can get a couple of minutes on the field. From from what I I think that's what I took away from it. I'm not. Did you did you read it the article? Uh, I did not. My bad. I'm a bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bad fake journo. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, Chivas has a, Chivas has a, a Copa Mex game, so that'd be good for him to get some action in there. Wait a week. Yeah, and then they got the friends yeah. in, in New York. What New Jersey? New Jersey. Yeah, the last article, I mean, last sentence of the article said, uh, El Doctor Tonola, quien realizó oh, yeah, la yeah. cirugía, nos autorizó que, uh, que lo creamos conviente ya puede tener participación iniciará con pocos minutos de actividad so basically you know whenever Chivas is fit he can get a couple of minutes in here and there which that'd be which would be, that'd be good because we need because if he comes back right we get we, need, we got a left winger a left winger and we can get Pizarro back to his better his natural position natural yeah. position yeah which I think yeah. I think Cone Brizuela can play that already. Like, I feel like he's I feel like I mean he's not one hundred percent you can tell, but yeah, you can definitely tell. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was he's, taking off at the left wing and then the injury, but yeah. I I just think it's the injury holding him back from starting. Yeah, I don't think he's a hundred percent. He's not going at it like in the game the other night. He looks slow. He was like slow yeah. to react yeah. to things. He's lost a step. He definitely, he's not, he doesn't have the same step as before. Yeah, he, he had lots of speed before. And he, I mean, maybe he's just not comfortable. He's not used to the pace yet, but he, he was just reacting very, very slowly. He, everything about him was just moving slowly, and that's that's not his game. And then there's always like the, the psychological factor. Like, when you get injured, it's always in the back of your head, like, oh, better not make that that move because this guy's going to step on my foot again and rip my ankle up again. It's always like a, a little fear that you got to get over when you get hurt and you go back and play. Yeah, but Cease Nettles, uh, uh, I'm excited to have him back. I think he can really help the team, even if, even if it's just a couple minutes at first. Hopefully within a couple of weeks, maybe he's able to start. Maybe like last 10 minutes of the game, super sub on the wing. Just throw in Hail Marys, Pereira, and Saldivar, maybe knock one in. I think that's what I mean, I'm, ex- I mean for the table. I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't tried some of these younger guys on, like, Kevin Magana, uh, Macias, Moore. Like, I just feel like they they could have... Like, I think that Kevin, that Kevin Magana kid is better than having Fierro come in, to be honest. Um, Macias has been scoring goals when he's been playing. Like, give them a chance in the first. Now I'm, I'm not saying start them, but you know, bring them in as, as subs. Um, something's yeah. got to work at one point. The, yeah, if, um, if these guys aren't ready to play yet because they're injured, and bring in these younger kids. Yeah, they played. Some of them had good games when we opened the season against the Luca. Like I watched, yeah. I watched, I watched that game at a bar, so I'm not really sure who was who, because we didn't have the audio. But like some of those kids, they they were having good games. Like there was one kid that would take on players. He took a couple of shots. That's, that's so, Kevin Magana. Yeah. Okay. So he, if, he 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 was playing like he was playing a right wing, 
Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He just the thing with him is like he's. I feel like when he's playing, he's like a little too excited to be out there, and he like he like over over overdoes it with his runs. Um, but I think he 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 could, he could be out there as, as like a sub. Yeah, but some, sometimes you need that, like, excitement, you know? You need that player that, yeah. that wants to be out there, wants to, you know, sweat. So that, like, yeah. Anissa, how we say in Spanish? Yeah. Maybe that instant impact off the bench. I don't know. At this point, they, they didn't buy any players, so they need to they need to start dipping into that, into the, into the cantera, and, and let some of these guys play. This is my take. Yeah, I think we got to tra- start transitioning some of these kids onto the team. Even though they get minutes in Copa Mekis, but it's not uh, it's not the same thing. It's not the same level of competition. Is is, yeah. is Copa Mekis going into single elimination now? I think it's still in the group stages. Because they play away in home legs for each team, right? Who did they play last week, Santos? They're, they're playing week. Santos again this week. That's why I figured they play. Yeah, I, was che- I was I was checking the schedule. There's there's no games after after this one for Copa MX. Like it doesn't. You know, it, I mean it does say Grupo, but then it doesn't have anything scheduled afterwards. Yeah, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. I haven't really been paying attention to Copa MX to be honest. I mean, I watch it. It's on. Usually, I, I usually gotta like pull up sling and all that, so I'm just like, I forget about it. Pay, paying for it, so I might as well, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's always that one game, like something like uh, Azteca America or New Zealand Deportes. Oh, or, yo, I play, I, I pay for sling and then the games are never on there. They're always on fucking, <laughs> I, I gotta watch them on YouTube for some reason, or like, they, they want me to log into Facebook, I'm like, come on, why the fuck am I paying for sling? <laughs> That's why I canceled it. I said I was going to do that, and here we are, six, seven months later, fucking still paying for Sling. I I got it Probably. after the I got it for the Clásico. I think last season when we played Atlas yeah, at home. Yeah, Clásico de Batia. That's when I got it too. Yeah, that's when I got it, and I I still haven't canceled it. <laughs> but I got like the cheapest package, like the ten dollar package. It's like right, the yeah, like it's thirty dollars like for that shit. It's the Latino package, I think. It's like only ten bucks. You get all the sports channels and you get a couple of other Spanish channels that's a huh? maybe I need to look at it again the one I was paying for was like 35 bucks or something yeah I was paying I'm paying 30 like 30 dollars nah yeah, you got money you got money to blow <laughs> man come on <laughs> wealth listen listen <laughs> don't believe everything you hear on the internet right? <laughs> broke broke Gentr- baby gentrified Mexican over here <laughs> white privilege <laughs> Oh, only avocado toast in the morning, please. <laughs> Ooh, my matcha lattes. <laughs> I haven't had my horchata latte yet. An horchata latte would be delicious, by the way. Yeah. I just had one, like, last week. What the hell am I talking about? Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, they, they have them at Starbucks. Have in Florida. They have them at Starbucks now, I think. They do? Yeah, they I have them like at Instagram Starbucks post. Now. Somebody tagged me in it, and I was like... I've had Starbucks twice in my life. I, I'm not going to go. Yeah, I've already Starbucks had one from Starbucks. It's good? Order. Yeah, it's good. 
I went to a local spot here though and got it. A local spot called Barrio Barista, <laughs> and they have uh, grilled cheese, barbacoa sandwiches, and horchata lattes. Bro, that sounds <laughs> yeah. fire. It, it is fire, and, and with with avocado slices in it. You know? That sounds super fire for real. Like I need to pick is extra. Like, I have a I have a, a coffee shop that I go to here, and they don't have horchata lattes. They just have a because you're on land matcha. Yeah, I'm in Orlando. You know what they, you know what we do have here? We have like an Italian icy spot. And they have orchata flavored icy. And then they mix it with the soft serve. Flames. Like, you, you haven't lived until you had orchata icy and vanilla soft serve. <laughs> but now this is turning into a food podcast. And uh, I mean, we, can talk, we can talk about food all day. All day. <laughs> As you've seen from my Instagram, but uh, we can move on. To a... What's next? Fan questions? What? Yeah, let's uh, roll into Twitter questions. Let's see what we got. First, we have uh, what do we got? Tecadios. Yeah, Tecadios. He said, uh, "As Chivas stands now, do you think that Chivas will qualify to Liguilla?" And if Chivas doesn't qualify to Liguilla, would that be considered a failure? So, uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, as I said earlier, you know, we could anybody could qualify for Liguilla in in Liga MX. Like, it just takes like two or three games, like for you, like they win two or three games in a row, and you're right back in it. Is it a failure if we don't win? Go make it to the league, yeah. Hell yeah, it is. I mean, as a for me personally, the Chivas fan, I feel like it's championship or bust every season. Even when we were relegating, I felt like it was championship or bust. Uh, that's just how I feel. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's defending champions to missing the playoffs. Yeah, that's a failure. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think we can still make the Liguilla because what we've been saying, like, I was going to say this whole season, but we've only recorded once. <laughs> but, yeah, I think Liga MX is set up so that you're not really out of it till like, last maybe five, four or five, se- four or five weeks. So I think we can still make a run and make Liguilla. And I think, obviously, if we miss Liguilla, it's a failure. We're coming off a, a double. You know, we won the Copa MX and we won the Liguilla. And I think if your champion's missing Liguilla, that's just, you know, it's a bad look. So definitely a failure. And I, I want to take it like a little one step further. If if we do miss Liguilla and it's considered a failure, who do you guys blame? Uh, Varo. I think, I think, well, yeah, we got to blame Varo for, for a tattoo. Uh, me for not wearing my jersey. Um... Flow for not watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I think it's a, I think it's a combination of things. I mean, I think it's not buying players. Yes, I think it's um, the players that we do have being complacent. Um, I think it's the injuries, like I said earlier. Uh, the insistence of Matias Almeida in using certain formations and players when he shouldn't. Um, 
And also, I mean, think teams smarten up, you know, like, it's not like, you know, teams don't get better. The other, the other teams aren't getting better, and they're not, uh, um, you know, tactically, like, they know how to play Chivas. Like, they're they're making adjustments. Um, like, I mean, like, Querétaro, they, they sat back, and they just... They were they were going to wait it out. They knew that the longer that the, the, the time passed, the more pressure on Chivas was to score, um, and they'll just counterattack you to death. Yeah. Um, so I think teams are smartening up to how Chivas plays, and they're they're you know playing better tactically. So it, it's a combination thing. There isn't like one thing you can blame for what's going on right now. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, anytime you're a champion, the next season you you have a you know you have a target on your back. So teams, you know, teams are really like like the Querétaro game. They're parking the bus, working on the counter attack, just you know, hoping on the counter attack. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot of. And I think that's why we're seeing so many draws as well. You just have to try to adjust. Yeah, I think if. If we don't like for me, I think I I blame the front office. We didn't uh, bring players in. We lost the player and didn't replace him with anybody, and we didn't really build the the depth that we needed at certain positions. I think like if you look at right back, left back, if uh, Chapo or sure. Adis go down, I don't know who the hell's replacing them because we don't have anybody. Bring back Dallas. <laughs> Hey, we're gonna see him. I was thinking, I was weeks. thinking of putting Fierro there at right back, to be honest. At right back, yeah, he said I that mean, last season too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chapo was a, a, a right uh, a winger. Yeah, and they converted him to a right back, and, and he works. I mean, I, I don't see why Fierro wouldn't work either. Because he's like a hundred uh, pounds. He has the work rate. He has the work rate. He's like a hundred pounds. He get bodied every every play. Uh, I feel like I feel like when you're fast like that, like. You're even if you're even if you're not like taking the ball away from them, you're still like getting giving the other player trouble, getting in the way, and that that that's what that's causing issues within itself. Uh, but yeah, we didn't have depth. They played uh, what is it, Mayorga? Alejandro Mayorga played left back one time this season. He was terrible. Uh, I didn't think he was good, and I know he he did a whole tour with the national team this this summer, and I thought he was terrible. His first touch was just really bad. Um, so right, you're right. There is no there is no uh, depth at left back. There's no there's no depth at, at on, in the wing positions, obviously. Um, so the front office could have done a lot more. Well, maybe they feel like JCO and that there is no wing backs in Mexico. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Just all center backs. Just play, <laughs> just, just, play, just play with ten center backs on the field. Throw uh, Alanis, Marin, Pereira, and uh, who's the other center back? Salcido. <laughs> Wait, so is so is, so is is uh, Alanis actually injured, or he's actually been benched? I think he got benched. I didn't watch the Necaxa game, but. I heard a couple of comments that he's benched because of the mistake he made against Nicaxa. 
I mean, he's. I'm. I'm gonna be. I mean, I, I, I probably said this before, but I don't think he's that good. He's. He's. he's I mean, he's. He's a center back, but I think he has. His game makes up like his, he, he causes a lot of issues, and he moves out of position a lot. And a lot of the goals they scored has been because he's out of position. And by the time Jaid tries to get there to cover him, it's too late. Um, so I'm not like impressed by him, to be honest. Yeah, well, he's, even, he's in the doghouse now, so I don't know. I think Salcido and Pereira looked, they looked okay on Saturday, so I don't think yeah. Alanis is going to get back in the starting 11 unless something drastic happens. Well, I hope not. <laughs> All right. Hey, he has good free kicks. And he looks like Matt, he looks like Matt Hummel. He's like Salcido, though. He has, like, one free kick every, like, one free kick a season. Like, I'm, waiting for I'm waiting for Salcido's goal this season because he, he gives us at least one. I'm waiting for his goal this decade. <laughs> Who's Salcido? Yes. What do you mean? He scored last season. <laughs> on, on a free kick. That's why. That's why when after like after he scores, like he then you just like never let him take a free kick again because like you know he's not gonna make any more. Hey, yeah, he almost scored by mistake this last game. Oh I, yeah, I saw that. It went like uh like opposite corner. Yeah, you know that's it, it's almost time for him to score again. You know. <laughs> no, it's it, it's bound to happen this season. <laughs> All right, let's uh, jump into the next question. So from the stray goat, he said like stray goat. El Estregot said, uh, let's assume Chivas finishes bottom three. How much time does Matias have to fix things? Or should there even be an ultimatum? So basically... I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he uh, would be on any kind of hot seat after this season if, he, if we miss the playoffs. But if we, can, if we follow this up with another bad showing then there might be some talks. But right now, no. Yeah, I think at this point, Almeida's untouchable, at least until next season. He's untouchable for now. I think the front office is going to recognize that they didn't do as much as they could have done to help the, help build the team. And Almeida's not going to take like full blame for what's happened this season. No, yeah, I don't. I don't. Finish if we finish in the bottom three, I don't, you know, I don't see them doing anything to Almeida. I mean, I feel like he's done enough in the time that he's been there. What is it? Four four championships or four yeah. trophies? Yes. Four trophies uh, in two years. Yeah, it's it's quiet for that. Yeah, give him to give him ultimatums. And now Mateo, we trust. Yeah, like you just gotta trust the process. So I mean, so you missed the playoffs once. It's it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, definitely. Teams miss the playoffs all the time. <laughs> America didn't make it last season, and they're right back in it. Like you just you you can't like they can't. We can't be in a in a state where we were before, where we're making like reactive decisions. Like it's been it's been a solid two years. The team isn't playing terribly. Like like 
stupid announcers on an Ibisión, like or on ESPN try to make it. Obviously, they need the the, the numbers and they, they, you know, they give us all these hot takes. But it, it really is like, yes, they're not winning and yes, they're not scoring. But uh, the team itself, if you watch them play, is not playing terribly. Like it's just you know. Things aren't going their way, and that happens in soccer sometimes. When I made that first took over, they weren't scoring either. Uh, it took them a while to get you know everything you know rolling the way it should be, and you know we had no off seasons. We had a ton of injuries. There was no players that were brought in, so you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. And you know we finished in the bottom three. Then he deserves another season at least to see if there's improvement. If, you know, if we have two seasons in a row where we finish in the bottom three and then we finish last, then, you know, there's cause for concern there. There's no improvement. But if you're showing improvement, then I don't see why you fire him or you try to get rid of him. Yeah, I think he, I think we're all in agreement that he's uh, untouchable, and at least for next, for next season. He, he's not going anywhere. Uh, next question is from uh, at you already know no W uh, thanks he said think all Chivas has to do going forward is score more goals than they allow and they'll be okay thoughts on that yeah, John Madden take <laughs> <laughs> that's that fucking Michael Irvin <laughs> fucking Michael Irvin when we when we played in the cold it was cold like yeah I mean you know, you just gotta you just gotta score more goals than your opponent. You're gonna be you're gonna win. <laughs> exactly. Well, Chivas has only con- they've conceded nine goals this uh, so far this season. Four of and those, four of those came four of those in came one game. from Monterrey. So uh, in seven games, they've allowed five goals. If you take away that game, so which isn't bad. It's not bad. Like the defense sucks, but it's not. Terrible. What does the man? Huh? Every game he makes some great saves. That's why. That's why he got that national team call up finally. So JCO could play him as striker. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, somebody open the door. <laughs> um. <laughs> right. So yeah, score more goals and allow less. You're gonna win games. Simple mathematics. Simple mathematics. Alright, next question uh, from at official Zuma. He said, uh, could Chivas' performance thus far be a consequence of Almeida being constantly linked to European clubs? This is the first I've heard of this. Yeah, we kind of like chatted about this uh, before we started recording and... I didn't. I wasn't aware that he was linked to multiple European clubs. I think we I wanted to watch, touch on it. I, I happen to watch a lot of uh, Football Picante, and I don't watch any Vision that much because they're trash. <laughs> um, but I watch Football Picante a lot, and they're always talking about how there's offers for him all the fucking time. It's it's like super annoying. Um, and a lot of the teams that he's linked to are like mid-table teams. Like, and to be honest, I don't see him leaving for a mid-table team. 
So I feel like these are just, I don't know. There's a lot of people that say that there's issues between Almeida and and Iguera. Yes. They're they're not get they're not getting along. And I don't know if it's just like uh, leaks from the front office like to the media like say this to cause tension or you know make the players, you know, not trust the process or whatever. But I don't see him leaving. I don't see him leaving to a mid-table Spanish team. Like why would like I don't I, just, I don't see I don't see any prestige in that. I feel like he can make the jump that he wants to a good Spanish team if he wanted to, or to a national team from Chivas, and he's going to make really good money uh, here in Mexico. Yeah, I think uh, just. Going back to the question, uh, yeah, I don't think um, the poor performance has anything to do with rumors of oh, yeah. him going to a European club. It's like, no, I, I don't just, think so either. I just think it's uh, roster issues, injury issues, and just players dropping, dropping form. Then, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it has anything to do with it. I think it's just the media... Using Chivas to get its clickbait, clickbait, and trying to get listens and views and stuff like that. And Alvaro Morales is annoying as fuck on ESPN all the time, so <laughs> he's always talking about that shit. Like, Man, that guy's such a troll. He's he's fucking terrible. Uh, but that's what he's that's what he's there to do. That's all that's all he's there to do is it, troll. He's like the Spanish Stephen A. Smith. Yep, like uh. Chivas fans say, you know, Chivas, Chivas feeds all the media and all their family, so they're going to keep talking about us. And then we got we got a comment from uh, Francisco M. F. Maldonado, 2009. He said, uh, I'm, fin- I'm fine. Is the... What happened? Okay. No, I was going to say, is the 2009 when he made his account or when he was born? And... <laughs> If you could please respond when he listens to this, we, we it's clutch that we know this. Carry on. <laughs> he said, uh, "I'm finding we finish in last. We were big campeones last season." And he said, "Shoot, I took a year off school after high school. Why can't they take a season?" <laughs> uh, if you finish high school in 2009, I don't think he finished in 2009. I would hope not, because that's more than. I would hope not. <laughs> That's like, he'd be like five right now. And if he took a year off and he's five, he's already, you know, behind. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> um, but I, I agree. I mean, if they don't, am I going to be disappointed if we don't make the league yet? Yeah. Yes. Am I going to be disappointed? Am I going to be more disappointed if we make the league and get knocked out? Yes. I mean, if you ain't first, you're last. A great philosopher once said that. So, I mean... We don't win, we don't win, you know. It doesn't, doesn't matter where we finish in the table. Yeah, uh, definitely. And uh, to finish off, I think, before we wrap up, we're going to end up uh, kind of Game of Thrones reference, kind of not, but we're going to pull up Rigo's, Rigo's list. This uh, this weekend, he added a new, a new name to his list of people he wants to fist fight. Rigo, you want to Tell us about that. <laughs> Edgar Martinez? Yep. 
what you're talking about? Yes, Edgar Martinez from Univision. Oh, my God. I was watching the game, and then he made a reference about – first he made a reference about how he's not trolling Chivas fans, and he, he doesn't uh, – what was it? I think you, you, you said the term earlier. Yeah, he, he said um, – uh, he told he basically he said uh whatever attention Chivas fans attention Chivas fans he said uh don't believe the the propaganda that Almeida feeds to Chivas fans that everybody in Mexico is against Chivas and they don't want them to succeed and then went on a rant an anti Chivas rant about how the only reason that they won the championship last season was because of a penalty that wasn't called. And like, and I don't even know what else he said because at that point I was just like mute. I was like, no, I can't, I can't listen to this guy. And then I saw you had a couple of tweets about it on Twitter. Yeah, I'm like, like, what a piece of shit! Like, like how are you? Like, as an announcer, like you know, you shouldn't really be showing your true colors or your bias. Like the whole game, he's shitting on trophies. First of all, you're not gonna shit on trophies and not hear my mouth about (laughs) it. Secondly. Like you're not gonna sit here and blame a, a a a penalty kick on Chivas winning the championship when Tigres didn't even show up for what is it uh, almost 170 minutes of 180 they they just were non-existent and then their first goal in the in the first leg of the finals was a push off from from uh, Guignac. So, like, don't sit here and, and make up these bullshit-ass hot takes when you're on TV um, and not and not give us all the facts. But, you know, we're not... 2017 is on a year of facts, so you have to sit here and put up with this bullshit. If, I, I wish I, I wish Chivas would, would drop the Univision contract. I wish they would do Chivas TV all, all around. I, I mean, I would pay for it. I'm sure... I would get a lot more pro Chivas talk, and I would enjoy that. <laughs> Who's, who is this guy? Edgar Martinez. Edgar Martinez. Not not, not the baseball player. <laughs> Edgar Martinez equals little finger. Did I get that right? <laughs> yes. There you go. That's a good one. He has a good Game of Thrones <laughs> reference right there. <laughs> Boom! I'm blowing people's minds right now. <laughs> Flo hasn't watched one episode of Game of Thrones, but. Got the references down. Hey, it works perfect too because uh, Arya's list, Littlefinger, Rigo's list, Edgar Martinez. There you go. <laughs> My dog's name is Arya. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Let's wrap this up. So, guys, um, if you guys aren't following the the podcast on Twitter, we're uh, at Chivas del Norte. And um, our podcast is hosted by, um, we changed hosts for our podcast. We're not on the, under the colorful kit any, anymore for now. You can find us on um, World Football Index. They have a SoundCloud page. They up, we upload our episodes onto their page now. But if you search for us in the iTunes store, you search Chivas del Norte, um, all our episodes will still come up. So you can still download download our episodes and listen to to us on your commute or how whenever you guys listen to us. And um, Rigo and Flo, 
let them know where they can find you guys. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at dot uh, Find me on Instagram at uh, even the PSN networks. When I was in FIFA last week, I beat Flo like three times in a row. Um, he had a Premier League team and I had an MLS team and I still beat him. Um, and then anything else you hear is fake news. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> you can find me at the real flow on Twitter, FLO at the real flow. You can find me also at TCKFC, the best pro club team in the world. Uh, you can also find me on the PSN network, Indie State of the Mind, handing out L's to Rigo. It was embarrassing. <laughs> Fucking scored a hat trick. Scored a hat trick with Giovanni dos Santos. Out of form, Giovanni dos Santos. That's fake news. Who's gonna believe that? I mean, I said it first. Now you're saying that you won. Who's gonna believe that? I got, I got (laughs) screenshots. I posted them on the TCKFC page. Photoshop. And I, uh, and I added the straight goat on the PSN network, so he can come get this L deck. All right, guys. uh... Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back. Oh, we're actually going to take a like a two week break, right? the international break. So we'll be back the weekend after. What is it? September? Uh, no, September. After Labor Day. Yeah. After the weekend after Labor Day. Yeah. If anybody's we'll going, back. if anybody's we'll, we'll going to back. the to the game in New Jersey, hit me up. We grab a beer at the stadium or something. But yeah, we'll catch you guys after the Q. Oh, prediction for the Kimas by Kyogre game. Quick, before we wrap up. <laughs> uh, Chivas wins uh, 2-1. Uh, Chivas wins 3-1. Damn. It's aggressive. How much I beat him in FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with a one one nil win. <laughs> one nil win for Chivas. Hopefully, get that first uh, W. Nothing, nothing, nothing to look forward to on Sunday nights anymore. So I need Chivas wins back in my life. Me too. Yeah, the NFL's back. So I'm boycotting the NFL. If you guys want, I'll live stream me whooping Rigo on FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> Vote on vote on Twitter if you guys want to see that. <laughs> All right, guys, we out. All right, guys, later. Peace.